a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and minister the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy, the the question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, just imagine the next radical that shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more uh, radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? <laughs> if you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. <laughs> I had an epiphany, Pastor. Oh, yeah? Happy Epiphany. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you're... I had one, too. We're, we're doing... I, I'm, I'm in a whole season of epiphanies. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're as profound as mine. Mine, I noticed, so you're doing a little uh, show prep. Yeah. Going to, uh, to Facebook for this. And, I, and I've yeah. just realized that you're using Facebook to completely phase out your co-host. If you get rid of me to do your sh- to show prep, you won't need me at all. No, look, I, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> there's no way that I want you not around. <laughs> oh. There's all sorts of work that you do that I don't even know about, and I don't want to know. Okay, well, I was we, thinking about this. If you, you if you got in a car accident and you were in the hospital, how would I even let people know about that on our show? <laughs> how does how does the thing get from me in front of the microphone into the world? Oh, the worldwide interweb on Facebook. Who are you kidding? Evans in the hospital, looking for a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah. You want to tell us what we're doing today? You got. Yeah. This is the. Pro- you are. T- I can tell you're tired. What it's got to be? It's <sighs> be like ten thirty in the morning. You just woke up. <sighs> today is the social media extravaganza called Table Talk Radio. What's our rule? That we don't record table talk radio before the sun comes up. This is your fault. I know. Uh, we're gonna do email buzzword that whole shtick we do in the first segment. Then we're gonna do Facebook theology. Then we're gonna do hashtag theology. Then we're gonna do bumper sticker theology. Because you now look, so you can basically take anything in the world and put the word theology after it and make a game. Because remember this point I wanted to make here, today. Here I'll comes. just make it now. Everything is theology. Everybody is a theologian. Now, most everybody is a bad theologian, but theology is everywhere. We have this tendency to think that theology is locked up in the church, or it's for reading the old dusty books, or something like this. But that, but everybody has an idea that they think about. They have ideas about God 
and creation and themselves and death and goodness. It's everywhere. Now, our friend Jay Budashevsky, how do you say that name? That's right, I think. He was making the point, and I only know this because you haven't told me that he made this point. <laughs> I didn't actually read the book. That that there is, we are all t- changing the theological things just by putting the word self in front of them. So instead of justification, we have self-justification. And instead of reconciliation, we have self-reconciliation. And instead of, um, uh, what's the other one? Instead of atonement, we have self-atonement or false atonement. So that we have these theological categories, which the scriptures give us to understand God, and we in our fallen humanity are taking those and 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 changing them around. So, so you can look around at people and and as they're acting out their conscience and trying to have a good conscience as they live in this world, you can see all of these theological categories over them uh, that they they don't even know that are there. That that they're really thinking about vocation, or they're really thinking about the structure of the world, or they're really thinking about atonement, or or justification, or reconciliation, and it's manifesting itself in these strange sort of ways. In fact, this came up with the Flammy and I were talking the other day. Do you refer to your assistant pastor or associate pastor, I should say, with the definite article all the time? The Flammy. <laughs> Only on table talk because he doesn't listen. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Probably, Go ahead. He would probably beat me up if it, he would get out his old marine skills. Yeah, he'd put, put on, on his green beret and take you down. Uh, the Flammy and I were talking about this about how you, when you look at atheists and you look at their history, a lot of times, now not all the time, but a lot of times, there's trouble in, with their fathers when they're growing up. Now that's amazing. This is this is all theology. It's all connected to itself. So, my buzzword for you is narrative theology. <laughs> well, to to the point about um, about atheism and and their fathers, um, I remember several years ago. I'm, I'm sure we could dig it up somehow. But uh, those other guys over at Issues Etc. Have you heard of that before? I did hear them. Uh, they they did a, a show on that on Father's Day. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and uh, they they were talking about all the kind of ancient historical uh, atheists. You know, you have uh, uh, the philosophers and, and whatnot, and um, and they were going through that the, the, they had a, a study of of the relationship to their fathers, and then how they they make um, uh, this huge huge case for for there being no god, and and they're really just mad at their dad. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's that's every, every how how it is how the conver- the healthiness of the conversation that you have with your father that's theological, right there. Yeah, I mean it's all theology. Now we do, you remember that movie, the Lego Movie, with the my favorite character Batman in it. Everything is awesome. What the heck is that? That's my favorite line from any movie, Batman. I'll find it on YouTube. Now, uh, there at the end. Uh, what is the guy's name? Neo? I can't remember. He Emmett, that's his name. I'm mixing up movies. <laughs> he all of a sudden can see the the number of every Lego. Like, uh, oh yeah, he, he he. It's like he sees behind the block of Legos and he sees the part number of the Lego and he knows how to put them together and make anything and he becomes a master builder. That there's a order behind the his entire universe that he didn't see before. Now this is 
really, when we start to realize that everything is theology, then we start to, to see that a little bit, that every conversation is a theological conversation, and every movie is making a theological point. And this is just an excuse that you can talk is, about Legos in Table Talk Radio. I think so, that's the whole purpose of this whole thing. So we're going to do Lego theology. <laughs> now, I want to do I do want to talk about this buzzword. We're almost out of time, I, I imagine. I don't even keep the time around here. Two and a half minutes. Narrative theology, I'm reading from Theopedia, was a late 20th century theological development which supported the idea that the church's use of the Bible should focus on a narrative presentation of the faith rather than on the development of a systematic theology. <laughs> wait, Christian wait, faith yeah. is thus also to be interpreted by Christian community and not outside scholars uh, or explorers. Narrative theology is typically done by those known as post-liberals. Like the St. Louis Seminary. <laughs> Beginning as a tip, that, that, I, I, that, I had a few narrative <laughs> theolog, theological professors myself. That would be like a typical St. Louis grad. You uh, no, this is the, the narrative theology makes its way into all of our seminaries because the narrative theologians like the liturgy because it's see okay so here's how the story went. You imagine you're a a biblical liberal biblical scholar. And your whole life is sitting there proving to people who believe the Bible to be true that it's not true, that it's full of errors, that it's got all these mistakes, that, that it was basically a politically charged document. And you've spent all of your time convincing people of this. Now, now imagine the shock that would come to your mind when you realize that you are being paid to undermine your own vocation. In other words, <laughs> if I'm sitting there convincing people that the Bible is not true— Suddenly, they say, well, why are we paying any attention to it? And now you, Bible scholar, are in a bad spot. <laughs> so You're you, right you there to, with the bureaucrat. <laughs> you gotta, so what you have to do is figure out, hey, we we got we to gotta be able to make this thing meaningful with, even if it's not true. So now it shifts from question of truth to question of meaning, and narrative theology allows a thing to be true by cohesion without being—I mean, be meaningful by this, by cohesion without being true, see? So that's why it's post-liberalism, because it's the liberals trying to sort out a way to keep their job. Well, I think that's, you're, I think you're probably— editorial comment. I think you're probably right. Does my microphone sound okay? Yeah. I think you're probably right about its origin, but I think it's used— It's your voice that's a problem. <laughs> It's probably used. Um, I think it's my headphones is the problem. Um, popularly, because just because the postmodern thing, so uh, so people think, oh, you can't you can't to talk you can't talk to people in the postmodern age about uh, assertions and objective truth. So you have to connect with them through the narrative. And uh, if you if if the Bible story, the story of salvation, becomes their story, their narrative, then they'll connect for it themselves. And so we've seen a shift. You're probably right. This kind of uh, post-liberal move to now it's just kind of the everyday um, post-modern way to pre to talk about the Bible. And the, look, the Christianity is based upon objective assertions, and we're going to have to stand on that. We need to go to a break, and then we'll come back with my theological buzzword. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 
the games are just an excuse. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Hey, thanks. Time for my theological buzzword you for you. You know what I'm doing right now, by the way? I'm buying, I'm registering the domain name, what does this mean.org, for another couple years. What does this mean.org? Theology hmm. for the Curious Christian. Are you sure Check that's safe? I mean, are you sure this is going well enough to do that another couple of years? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's going to go and go like gangbusters. What kind of hits we have are like, you seeing on the We have website? like 12 listeners, and I think. Every listener has been over to that website. <laughs> Let me see. I think we had 12 people visit. How much more successful can you get? 100% of Table Talk Radio listeners. Hold on. I'm pulling up the stats. Okay. What's your buzzword again? Why uh, did you say it? Propitiation. Propitiation. Now, this is a fascinating word because uh, you, it's, the, it's the Greek word hysterion, um, which the— That's hysterical. <laughs> Uh, is often translated um, uh, mercy seat. Uh, that, that's an, at least as, as it's applied from the Septuagint. It uses uh, from like a Exodus twenty five seventeen, where it's describing the uh, the tabernacle. You know, and yeah. uh, you have the the covering that goes over the uh, ark of the covenant, which is where they had pour the blood. Yeah, for the I sacrifices. Uh, so here you have this covering, and so uh, you get from from these words um, uh, we get propitiation. Now, what I think is interesting here is uh, what this um, Theopedia article says about uh, propitiation versus expiation. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Uh, propitiation literally means to take favorable, or sorry, to make favorable, uh, and uh, specifically includes the idea of dealing with God's wrath against sinners. So let's deal with that. So let's say, um, Pastor Wolfmuller, your neighbor there uh, in Aurora yeah. um, is uh, driving home drunk, and he plows through your front yard fence, and your front yeah. yard fence is just demolished. I know you don't have a front yard fence. It's okay. This is, I'm imagining it. White. I think it's white. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he comes out the next day, and he's like, oh, uh, Brian, I'm really sorry uh, about your fence. Uh, here is $10. Yeah, and you're gonna be you're gonna say uh, this doesn't this doesn't fix the fence. Uh, so so the the uh, restitution he is has provided does not uh, does not make up for the wrong. But if um, the next day he comes over and and says, "Really, I'm really sorry," and by that afternoon he has built for you a brand new fence that's uh, just as good or better than the one that was there before. You're probably going to be okay. I mean, you're you're probably going to be all right. This this fixes the wrong, um, and that's the idea of propitiation. That um, there is a certain wrath from God for our sins, and that wrath has been met. Um, the 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 punishment, the the what the the penalty required for our sins uh, has been done, so that God is no longer. Uh, wrathful towards sinners. It's been, it's been met. It's been satisfied. Now, expiation, it says, literally means to make pious and implies either uh, implies either the removal or cleansing of sin. So the idea of propitiation includes that of expiation uh, as its means, but the word expiation has no reference to quenching God's righteous anger. You see the difference? 
No, uh, well, I've always been confused at the difference, and I thought the difference was different than that difference. Uh, well, this is the Theopedia difference. The difference is that the <laughs> object of expiation is sin, not God. Uh, one propitiates a person, and one expiates a problem, according to Theopedia. Yeah, okay, so this is how... Uh, let me think here. Propitiate, expiate. This is, I, I think I had that too, but this is the picture that I had always used. So say you come over to the house and break the lamp. Okay, so we're not we're talking about not the fence, but the lamp now. Okay, now do you Just, do I have to envision a lamp, or do you actually have a lamp that I have one? Okay. You can envision it though, picture <laughs> it how you like. So you break the lamp, and you make me mad by breaking the lamp. So then you bring me a new lamp, and I am expiated, and I am now happy at the new lamp, and so I am propitiated. Now, are you happy at the lamp, or are you happy at me? I'm happy at you for restoring the lamp. Okay, I think that's how that works. Okay. There's a thing about that. This is a propitiation expiation. We should probably get it straight. Um, I mean, they are definitely related ideas. Are you saying that we should do more show prep than just reading Theopedia? Well, on the, on the, I don't know about that. What do you, what do you think Flammy this is? The knows about this. I, I can go talk about the Why Flammy. do we not have Pastor Flammy on this show yet? I, he, I, he doesn't. I'm not even sure that he really exists. You just talk about him. Well, he does, he's never listened to the show. That's why he doesn't want to come on because he's never listened. He oh, thinks I, that see, he would I, be embarrassed to make a mistake or say something wrong. You, <laughs> usually it's the other way around, though. Never... Usually people are willing to come on until they listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we got, we should take advantage of this. I know. We got. Get him on while we can. Yeah. All right. You're going to Disneyland tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. Happiest place on earth. You gonna, uh, let's see. You're probably going to ride the, the, the Peter Pan ride. And uh, you're gonna yeah, do our, it's a small world. That's I, that's my favorite. Coexist. I would put the coexist bumper sticker on the back of the little cart that goes around the lake there, and it's a small world. I had to, I had heard that they had to retrofit the ride for um, it's a small world because um, the average weight of the average American has gone up since it was built. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email here. <laughs> we got to right. get on with it. It's like we're not even starting the show. <laughs> Pastors, it's with great shame that I make this confession. This is who, let's see who the name is here. We can post it on Brandon. Uh, it's with great shame that I make this confession. In my high school years, I was seriously into Christian metal. Awesome. With that off my chest, I recently ran across some old CDs and thought that since, uh, since, uh, since from time to time, the praise song cruncher veers from strictly crunching praise songs. You could have a special edition of the metal Christian metal cruncher. <laughs> the lower two songs, Ancient Prophecy by death metal band Mortification. That's a great name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to go listen to Mortification. <laughs> that sounds like a death metal band. Mortification. <laughs> From the album of Scrolls of the Megaloth. Sounds like a Fisk book. <laughs> and and Sola Christus from Vanishing Lessons by Tourniquet. That's another great name. These guys are funny. I think your listeners can withstand running both through the cruncher, so please minimize the suffering. Christian metal lyrics tend to be cryptic at times gory, replete with descriptions of hell, and heavy law based in an, uh, in an act of mercy. I chose these two songs because they try to avoid such uh, attributes. Now... Before I read these lyrics, I have a theorem that I would like to run by you, Evan, this morning. Is this a different theorem than the one you gave us in the first segment? 
It is. Okay. This theorem is that different musical genres are exploring different parts of the catechism. So the easiest to do is country music, which is exploring the doctrine of vocation. I suppose this theorem is an extension of the everything is theology theorem earlier. Uh, country music is exploring the doctrine of vocation, okay? Uh, alternative uh, music is exploring anthropology. You know, it's all about the, the kind of the self and how do, how, how do I come to grips with my with the who that is me in relation to others etc rap music is exploring the difficulties of living in society <laughs> <laughs> including the violence the racial tensions uh and uh and how fun it is to break every commandment <laughs> and heavy heavy metal music is exploring the doctrine of hell well, I think that heavy metal music is exploring the doctrine of authority mm. and the rebellion, especially, uh, and how it is that I live under authority. What about classical music? What do you think about that? I don't know. I haven't sorted. What do you think? <laughs> I think it lacks lyrics. <laughs> so uh, that I, classical music could probably be exploring the theology of order and beauty. Yeah, um, maybe um, like uh, first petition. Our Father, uh, hallowed be thy name. Yeah, so you have, um, you know, like uh, um, the greats um, writing music to the glory of God and things like that. I mean, they're, they're trying to um, uh, expound the, the splendors of God and, and music and things like this. Okay, I think you could be right. Now, what do you think about the theorem in general? I'm, I'm willing to put it to the test. Okay, let's do that with this song, Ancient Prophecy by Mortification. Mortification! Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scream in the microphone when you read this, okay? Okay. Behold the ah, ancient scripture. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I wasn't expecting that kind of, like a monster kind of roar. <laughs> You're just jealous of my death metal band. So, all right, sorry. <laughs> no, I'll try to read it death metally. I guess it, what if it's Christian death metal? Can you call it life metal? Death of the flesh metal? Baptism metal? Behold, the ancient scripture brought forth a prophecy revealed in the testament of old for all mankind to see. The prophet Isaiah foretold long ago coming of a man who would heal their land. He assumed a servant's nature written in Isaiah 53. That's detailed. <laughs> he grew in wisdom and stature, healed many and set them free. Tormented pain gripped the land. Desperation of release grew strong. The prophet saw time was near, impending deliverance for which they longed. Now he's like a pirate. That's <laughs> a sumo voice. Are we going to get to the show or what? Anyway, yeah. What? We need to go to a break already, and then we'll come back, talk a little bit about Christian heavy metal music, and then someday we're going to be playing some hashtag theology. Facebook's blowing up with hashtag suggestions. Oh, boy. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And as my mind begins to spread its wings, there's no stopping curiosity. I want to turn the whole thing upside down I'll find the things they say just can't be found 
Listening to Table Talk Radio because cable's expensive. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Now you know what I mean. Something Pastor Wolf, you cannot, uh, you cannot unhear. <laughs> yeah. oh. Lord have mercy. Like I said. Uh, heavy metal is exploring the doctrine of hell. <laughs> <laughs> we just listened to the song. What is it? We listened to a little bit of mortification over the break. Here, do you want to hear it? <laughs> so when you when you read these lyrics, I need you to read it like that, Patch Wolf. Me, use your best devil voice. <laughs> Mom, are you proud of me? I'm the lead singer for more. I'm sure these are godly fellows. And it's like, and, and, and his parents are thinking, it's, I'm glad that something came of it. Well, you know, when he used to sneak in on his sister and in a, some sort of hockey mask and wake her up in the middle of the night. Wake up, sister. It's darkness outside. We were, we were worried. We were worried and he was wearing black all the time and, 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 uh, Wearing black eyeshadow, but now we're happy that it came something. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can't listening to that. Is I, this is oh. <laughs> All right. who sent this email? Uh, Brandon. 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 Pastor Wolf Miller's a hater. He's a hater of death metal. I mean life metal. I mean baptismal. I don't know. <laughs> um, the lyrics are pretty good. So we just got to find... for so long ago, bloodied crucifixion would bring forth redemption. I mean, it talks about Jesus and the cross and everything. Just, I mean, it's just... Sometimes the medium and the message might slightly conflict. So we just got to find a uh, hymn tune that would fit the, the, you know, the syllables here of, this, of these lyrics. And we'll be golden. We'll be, we'll be perfect. Or something. <laughs> All right. Do you want to move on to hashtag theology? Do I ever? What we had planned for like two segments ago. I just uh, sent you the link on the Trello of our blowing up Facebook page. Uh, I I put on the Facebook, suggest things for hashtag theology. And there's like a million things here. Where might one find that on Trello? If you went to the episode planning and to the card that says hashtag theology. Look at it. Right there. On the link there. (laughs) Boom. Wow. Okay. I told you it's blowing up. So isn't Keith, this the grumpy Calvinist has a ton of things here? Isn't this like a bit of a contradiction? We're playing hashtag theology, but you got it through Facebook. No, but no, you have no idea. You are so <laughs> ignorant. You can do hashtags on the Facebook also. Really? You don't even. Know. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, I'm trying this one. Hashtag Vision 2015. Oh What's boy. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I want to see the list view here. Vision 15. Here's one. Many of us haphazardly journey through life without knowing or taking steps towards our purpose. Living in your purpose will fuel your internal fire and bring you a joy that will light up the world. Do yourself, your spouse, and the world a favor. Live on purpose. I, I, this is, do yourself, your spouse, and the world a solid. 
I was thinking about this the other day, how um, um, it's hard to motivate someone who uh, doesn't want to do something that uh, they don't want to do. <laughs> I mean, so look, you tell the, your kid, hey, clean your room. And you just got to like yeah. threaten them with you'll be grounded if you don't uh, clean your room. I mean, this is this is the whole thing of, um, uh, I mean, our whole society. So, uh, you know, we have to. Uh, threaten uh, bad parents with jail time of neglect of their children. I saw in, in the local news uh, recently uh, a mother was arrested for um, the, uh, child neglect because she left her uh, little baby in her bedroom by herself to go to the bars at night. And uh, so this was discovered and she was arrested. But you have to do this because people aren't motivated to do things. Uh, unless it's something that's in their best interest. So if yeah. you uh, if you do this, you'll get a bunch of money. Well, now they're they're doing it. Now this is just kind of a fact of life. But when um, when the Christian uh, church growth people want to get on this, they'll do something like, "Ooh, if you have an inner purpose, you'll fuel the fire, and you'll what? Read, read your thing again." <laughs> Oh, I'm already on the next one. You're taking too long. Okay, next. Fuel the, you, uh, you. Do yourself a solid. It said. Do yourself a solid. Right. Hashtag purpose 2015. This will fit right in though. Okay. <laughs> you're you're supposed to be suggesting these. That's why I sent you the Facebook. Oh, okay. Here's one. How, okay. From inspirational tweets. Living small or being mediocre is not a type of humbleness. Hashtag purpose 2015. Living small? Is that what it said? Uh, yeah. Living small or being, being mediocre is not a type of humbleness. Do you get that? It's mm-hmm. a subtle swipe at table talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so uh, the, the scriptures talk about humility all the time, and this is trying to say, but that doesn't mean you can be mediocre. I mean, look, there we, is this... <laughs> we, we are the... The the show of humility here on Tabletop Radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, there's a swing. There's a swinging swing that swings between pride and despair, and we are stuck on despair. <laughs> now, this is this is this thing about. Uh, it's not just in the evangelical world. It's just your kind of standard pop self help stuff, which basically is evangelicalism too. It's like Jesus, the self help Jesus, but. No matter. You've got to have purpose in, in this life. You've got to do something meaningful. You've got to change the world. You know? It's not enough to just live according to vocation. You've got to rah. you got to live out, get out there and live on purpose and whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, do I, so I get to start naming these then? Oh, you want to do another one? Yeah, I'm ready. Hashtag okay. Let's do uh, hashtag talk to God. Talk to God. Boom. Um, let's see. My journal. I stayed prayed up. <laughs> when at night you cannot sleep, talk to God and stop counting sheep. Um, because God is real, prayer is real. Hashtag talk to God. Hey, that's all right. I like that one. Jamie Shepard. Uh, talk to God instead of tossing, turning, or counting sheep. Give your cares and concerns to God and go to sleep. What is that? Gonna go take a walk and clear my head. Let the cold air hit my face. Alone time. Talk to God. This is not that good of one. Okay. How about um, this is from uh, Keith uh, Grumpy Calvinist. How about hashtag omnipresent? 
omnipresent. And omnipresent means you want to define that? Ah, uh, yes, that uh, means present everywhere. So God is present everywhere. He is omnipresent. Here's one. Devon says, God has no, uh, this is at DV, the GR8. God has no relation to time or distance. He is everywhere all the time. Hashtag omnipresent. Okay. Now, oftentimes people like to pit omnipresence against sacramental presence. <laughs> so let's say, uh, you know, we're talking about how uh, Christ is, is present. Uh, he, he, he places himself uh, in the divine service for us in word and sacrament. And then someone will come along and say, oh, but God's present everywhere so I can go on my fishing boat in the middle of the, of the lake and God I is present there that. too. But he's not present in the fishing lake, uh, in the fishing boat on the lake for the forgiveness of sins. So there's a, there's, a, there's a huge difference between God's omnipresence, which is true that he's present everywhere, um, but he's not present everywhere for your forgiveness, in which he is particularly present in the sacraments and in his word and the means of grace. I'm going to go for that. Okay. Here, I got another uh, tweet here. This is from at Maria Brunson says, Fear is our worst enemy. Love our best friend. Handle fear with hashtag love, hashtag divine, hashtag infinite, hashtag all encompassing, hashtag omnipresent, hashtag love. <laughs> Were there any hashtags? Now, do hashtags count as your characters? I mean, how did you get that many hashtags in? Yeah, they count as a one character. Oh, to collectively they count as one char- character? No, 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 the hashtag. That's not 140 characters or whatever. You know, by the way, I was trying to tweet out some lines from this book I was writing, and I realized that I, I don't have a single sentence less than 140 characters. <laughs> That's really bad. I need I need to adjust this book for the Twitter world. Like every yeah. sentence is like seven hundred characters long. Your book is not Twitterable. No, no I know it. Like, I know. Unlike uh, Rob Bell's book, uh, Love Wins, it's like yeah. sen- one I mean, tweet after another. It is. I was hoping really to is. write this book one tweet at a time. Just tweet out every sentence. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and then yeah. they just can compile my tweets, and there would be a book. Okay, but one one more before the break. Let's do hashtag rapture. Let's see what that comes up with. <laughs> R.I.P. to you, R.E. <laughs> this is going to be good. Oh, I'm sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Find a good one there. This will look great in my living room. Hashtag right No, that's not the other. <laughs> Since I've been... Mm, let's see. Electronic soul artist Tropics drops a, ch- a child out new track Rapture. I don't think that's what. Uh... Ah, here, here it is. At Calvary Chapel, another day closer to heaven. Until then, give it all to Jesus. Hashtag Rapture. <laughs> uh, wait, does, does that imply then after um, after Christ returns, we no longer have to give it all to Jesus? Yeah, he so he takes it all. Until then. <laughs> Give it all to Jesus, and then he'll come and take it away. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we need to go to a commercial break, and then uh, we're going to hit the last segment of the program right after this. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Just for me. Oh yeah. She says I love it. Just for me. Oh yeah. She says I love it. Just for me. 
Table Talk Radio. It's incredible how well our good looks translate to radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Oh. <laughs> the drum over there. To quote Batman from the Lego movie again. <laughs> what the heck? That's our is that. That's that's our new bump in for every sh- <laughs> It is like <laughs> to, to quote myself. It is like licking the bottom of a boot with your ear. It's like someone took my eardrums and just threw them into the middle of a mixed martial artist cage fight. What's the only thing worse than than death metal? <laughs> That's right. That's the only the bump where people are saying, oh, "I'm glad the bump's over," and they're going to start talking now. No, the only as you say, the only thing worse than death metal is Christian death metal. <laughs> I mean, you life know, metal. you know it's how life metal. Yeah, I know, but you know how. Uh, Christian music will come out and it'll just be a slightly slightly lower quality than the real thing. So you uh, you know you get your pop music and then they do like Christian pop and it's like eh, almost. Uh, well, it's same thing with, with Christian death metal. There is a profound sense of just listening to that little bit of music that I do not want to get up off the couch and go love my neighbor. <laughs> What is that? That, that's I mean, because like... you're using both of the pillows from your couch to cover your ears. <laughs> what in the world? I mean, how does that? Now, Brandon, if you could help us out here, how? I do not. I do not know how that appeals to a living human being. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do a few more of these? Uh, what you hashtag theology? Yeah, man. All right. Give me another one. Um, how about uh, hashtag his presence? And uh, while you look that up, I'm going to pull up the other one you sent me here. Hashtag God, you are needed and wanted here. Hashtag his presence. You are needed and wanted here. Well, that's good. Um, it's weird how... I don't know, uh, dear friends, if you if you're thinking about saying a prayer and you're wondering, should I say this prayer or should I write it on Twitter? The choice is just go ahead and say it. Skip the Twitter. I mean, it's not I bet you God does have a Twitter account, but it's probably like your Twitter account. Someone <laughs> hacked his password. <laughs> um Here's another one. Okay. This is from hashtag #lawandi I mean, uh, at Lawandi, an incredible feeling waking up and knowing God's love never fails. Hashtag his presence. Hashtag peace be still. Hashtag his love fills me up. I'm sorry. Read the first part again. I missed that. An incredible feeling waking up knowing God's love never fails. Hmm. It's true that God's love never fails. True. I suppose it invokes a certain feeling for some. Um, and it, that feeling is probably incredible. 
Uh, but it is uh, a, this is, I mean, the, the, there's, so there's feeling and knowing. You have the two gerunds. Yeah. Is that what we call in English the words ending in ing, the nominal verbs or whatever? Gerunds? Yeah. Okay. So an incredible feeling waking up knowing God's love never fails. Um, now, it's not actually not a sentence, but there's a knowing and feeling are just kind of combined. Who, who mm-hmm. was pointing this out the other day is that we, we, even in our talk, we don't we don't say I, I know anymore, but we, we are always saying I feel. Was that oh. you talking about that? No, but but I remember the day <laughs> um, that my pastor pointed that out to me in college because <laughs> uh, I was I said something like that. I feel, you know, I was just freshman, freshman in college. That's how we talk. Yeah. And he's like, uh, well, it's not about how you feel. What do you think? And ever ever since that day, I'll tell you, uh, that cured me of it because I thought, that's right. It doesn't matter what I feel. <laughs> yeah. I, you, so you, you so you say um, you say you're sitting around an elders meeting and you say, what do you guys what do you guys feel about this? And you're like, Wait a minute. What does that matter? What do you think about it? What what do you determine about this? What do you know? That would be the best. Right. Right. Hashtag stronghold. Hashtag his presence. His presence is our stronghold. Make his presence your dwelling place. Um, make his presence your dwelling place. How? Okay, how how does one do that? I don't know. Read the Psalms uh, is what I would say. It is true that um, the Lord's name is a strong tower and things like this, and that the, the Lord is our rock and our salvation. That is true. One of the problems with the presence theology is that it gets contrasted with the promise theology. So we want to be we want God's presence but but we miss out the fact that his presence apart from his promises is dangerous. His presence is a consuming fire unless it is quenched by the promise of forgiveness, the blood of Jesus and our baptism, etc. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, what do you say we do a little uh, church sign and a bumper sticker theology? All right. <laughs> Put away the Facebook or the Twitter or whatever you do. Um, I got it all, man. I want to do Instagram theology next. What about <laughs> Pinterest theology? Oh, Lord have you mercy. You probably have a Pinterest page. Lord have mercy. No, I, I don't. You, you know, you're not, I'm not Facebook, Instagram, but Pinterest, and you're putting up, like, some quiche recipes and <laughs> some, I, some pictures of your knitting. All I know about Pinterest is it's like uh, it's uh, like Facebook on steroids for girls. Is that basically <laughs> what it is? I looked at Pinterest once. You have a Pinterest account. I do not. I, you got to draw the line somewhere. You yeah, got to have whoa. some shame in I, life. I, ne- I never thought I'd see the day that Pastor Wilfner draws the line in social media. And I, mean, I thought at, you I were was like, looking on Pinterest, and I'm like, I, I wanted to get a tattoo, and I felt bad for not having a six pack, and I was wondering <laughs> if I could do that to my hair. And I said, This is enough. I got to get out of here. <laughs> You, sir, are a social media addict. You need to... My name's Brian. Hi, Brian. I'm addicted to social media. Hey, social media is addicted to me. It's been two days since my last login. (laughs) Can't help but post all the time. Hey, you know who really is obsessed with meat? Vegetarians. That's all I'm saying. All I don't right, like Facebook. I like to drive by Facebook's house at night. Does Facebook ever talk about me? Hey guys, status update. I'm at a red light now. Okay. I think that Jim Gaffigan thing about about vegetarians is completely <laughs> applicable to you and your social media phobia. Yeah, we, we all we all got the analogy. We just didn't bite. 
Okay, uh, let's go to the Facebook uh, Church Sign Theology. Here's the first one here. Church Sign, each of us is an innkeeper who decides if there is room for Jesus. Oh, wow. I sure am glad I made all that room in my heart so God could fulfill his plans. He wouldn't have been able to do it without me. <laughs> do you sense a little sarcasm in our callers? Uh, slightly. <laughs> I'm, and I'm against it. You know, sarcasm turns people off. I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. All right. Jeez, so what do, what do you think about each of us as an innkeeper, and we're going to uh, see if there's room for, for him in our heart? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Do you have the sense in the scripture that the Holy Family is bitter about the innkeepers? No, I didn't have that sense either. This takes this the narrative of the thing. I mean, the the that Jesus is pleased to be born in a barn when yeah. he could have been born in a castle or anywhere else he wanted to. But he is chose part the of his gracious and 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 mercy. Yeah, I mean, so look, you, you have the 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 differences here. Is in the in the biblical narrative. <laughs> I'm getting close. What is it? Narrative. <laughs> narrative? <laughs> you, you, I, I wonder how you could do that in the biblical narrative, theologically speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you'd never, you'd never get it in. Anyway, so when you're when you're actually reading I'm the say text, that I'm for propiti- I'm for pitiation. I'm propitiation. That's how I'm going to use my buzzword in a few minutes. How much time do we have? Uh, not long. That's so I got to make my point. In, right. in, in the biblical text, uh, you have Jesus being born uh, in, in a in a manger. There's no room at the end, and that's how the Lord designed it. I mean, uh, it's not as if the Lord was was uh, looking to be born in a high palace, and then it was it was uh, rejected, and now he's now he cannot have the dwelling place that he wants. It's this. He, he was born intentionally. He intended to be born in in lowliness. That, that's the whole point. Now, the 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 analogy for we're the innkeeper of our hearts, um, it would would be to say that uh, 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 we are sinning by not letting Jesus into our heart, and that is the opposite of what the the biblical text is showing. Uh, as if the innkeepers were sinning by not recognizing this was Jesus. This was the right. Lord of all. That's, that's not the same thing. You have this way of reading the Bible where everything has to be about me. So here you have the yeah. Christi- Christmas narrative, which is, if anything, is about Jesus and his mercy and kindness towards us. And then you flip it around and you make it into an analogy and you say, are you going to let him in to stay with you? Yeah. I mean, it's just, no, look, look, we read the text and rejoice that Jesus is pleased to be born in a manger for us. He's pleased to come to us in the midst of all of our sin and death and everything. I'm afraid uh, that's going to be all the time we have. We do want to hear from you, though. Send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org, or you can give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652 is the number. And thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like all the tickets that we're going to sell to our death metal concert. Oh, yeah. Featuring Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Thanks Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your you. pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, nausea, vomiting, aversion to incomplete sentences, aversion to complete sentences, 
More information. Now introducing Flosterphobia. You're obnoxious.